Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. The chief executive of the Greyhound Racing Ireland told government officials that further cuts to expenditure, including job cuts, would be brought in unless the group was given more state funding. Now, a week before Budget 2021 was announced, GRI's uh, Gerard Dollard met with the Minister for Agriculture, uh, Charlie Ma- uh, Ma- 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 McConnell, uh, seeking to, sorry about that, seeking to secure more funding for the organisation. And in a briefing note prepared for the minister ahead of the meeting, it's understood uh, that Mr. McConnell, I'm going to get his name right eventually, uh, was told the level of operation that was possible for greyhound racing under COVID-19 restrictions wasn't sustainable from a commercial perspective. Now, following the meeting in October, the GRI subsequently secured additional $2.4 million in funding in Budget 2021, bringing its total state allocation to $19.2 million for Greyhound Racing. Now, the move was criticised, including by Social Democrat TD Holly Cairns, who brought a motion to the Dáil seeking to block increasing uh, the funding in what she believes is an inherently cruel industry. The Cork South West TD said it was concerning that the government has been consistently pumping money into a loss-making industry and that also referenced the cruel record of the animal welfare. I think it's obvious to most people she said the industry is on its knees uh, she said but the government continues to fund us the measures uh, they've taken in the area of welfare don't go far enough. 6,000 greyhounds killed in one year. The scale of animal cruelty is shocking she said. Holly also added that it was common uh, to refrain, uh, refrain used by supporters of the industry and that it's the lifeblood of rural Ireland. Uh, you can't claim to have a monopoly on rural Ireland, she said. It's a presumption that's untrue and insulting. Now, in 2019, there was a Red Sea poll and that only 16% of the population agree that funding, public funding, should be used and put into greyhound racing. Many people now calling for the sport to be banned altogether. But I want to get your thoughts today. Do you think we should continue to state fund greyhound racing? Or... If it could survive on its own, well and good. Now, I know a lot of people will say it's a cruel sport. That's fine. That's your opinion. But if it's to survive at all, should it be self-funding? And if it doesn't self-fund and can't survive, well, well and good, that's the end of it. Or maybe you're involved in greyhound run racing and you believe it's a great sport. You're very passionate. The dogs are looked after. And you think it should be state-funded because it's part of what we are, I suppose, in some sense, like hair coursing and many other things. Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Damien Matthews is the chairperson of the Irish Greyhound Owners and Breeders Federation. Good afternoon to you, Damien. Good afternoon, Nad. Damien, a lot of money, isn't it? Uh, you know, $19.2 million, You know, it's, it's an industry that's obviously not making money, well, apart from the bookmakers. It, it's not making money. Um, it doesn't survive on its own two feet or four legs, as, he, as the case may be. So the, the people of the country are saying, why should we fund a sport that the majority of people seem to disagree with? Well, now, in November 2017, Jim Parr, the economist, produced a report, and it, it established that... For every pound that the state invests in the industry, that it gets in excess of 15 euros back annually. There's in excess of 300 million annually back to the Irish economy. Now that's, that was established as a fact in late November. And where, where, is that, where is that 300 million coming from? Is, is that from um, taxes, well, taxes in relation to betting? or where, where is that money coming from? Well, Jim Powers, an economist, and the reports there are very detailed, and it's there for everybody to see now. There's 12.7 million directly from PAY and PRSA. There's an excess of 5,000 people directly and indirectly employed by the industry. There's over 12,000 people deriving financial benefit from the industry. And on top of that, 
there's a betting levy which generates 100 million to the Irish economy directly from our betting taxes. Well, a lot more, than, a lot more of that money would go into Paddy Power's pocket and, and Boyle Sports and everybody else. So, I mean, well, they pay their taxes yeah. on. Well, no, I know, I, I know, I know they pay their taxes. Yeah, I understand. Okay, they pay so so we're asking about the industry, the 19.2 million that you referred to. I'm just saying that it's a great investment as far as the Irish uh, taxpayer is concerned when they're getting a return of an excess of 15 euros per pound. Okay, and so you're essentially saying to me it's a good investment because we're getting back the money tenfold according to this economist. Fifteen times. Okay, and because we're getting that back, the, there's an argument as well that you know those people who are involved or who are employed by the industry. Okay, if the industry didn't exist, they would be employed somewhere else. Most likely, they'll get a job somewhere else and probably pay tax somewhere else anyway. So I don't know whether that's really an argument because just because you're employing people doesn't make your business a good business. Yeah, but I thought we were discussing the investment in the actual industry itself. Yeah, but, like, but, but, but I mean, you know, it, but, but when we're investing in an industry that according to Red Sea, only 16% of people believe we should be investing in, because now I'm assuming that the rest of those people have an opinion in relation to greyhound racing. And you can't deny, Damien, that people do have an opinion on it. And people do, and some people have an opinion on horse racing, by the way, as well. Not so much probably in relation to horse racing, but certainly with greyhound racing. And we've seen some of the documentaries, although I will grant you that the documentaries were very one-sided, um, that the industry in itself is cruel. Now, I can discuss it with you. Uh, in the case of the industry itself, you know, what has happened in the last couple of years has really opened people's eyes. And people now understand a lot better what actually is going on within the industry. Today, we are releasing a, bet- a behind-the-track, our greyhounds, our lives, documentary on all the different social media channels to give people a clearer insight as to what's happening within the industry. What took place on RT Investigate 18 months ago or two years ago was shocking. And that does not portray the image of the Greyhound people in Ireland. But, but you it can't did, deny, but you can't deny that did happen. It did, highlight, it did highlight a very small minority of what happened. Uh, but that is not the larger picture. We must stand back and look at the narrative here. The Irish Greyhound Board have introduced a new traceability system, which will exactly identify dogs from birth to death. They've introduced care homes. They've introduced a retired Greyhound Trust. They've introduced a 24-hour care line. There is a lot of work going on behind the scenes regarding the industry. This industry has been here a lifetime. There's a lot of people who have invested a lot of time and effort in their Greyhounds. They look after them from their born till they're retired in a couch. And, I, and I, wouldn't, I wouldn't completely disagree with you, Damien. There are many people, and we've spoken to some of them in the air in the past, who are very passionate about what they do. They look after the dogs. They treat them better than their own children. And I, I'm not denying that. But there is part of that industry as well. And, you know, obviously you can regulate yourself, that part of the industry, where dogs are raised. They don't cut the mustard, so to speak. And those dogs are got rid of. Well, on that, on that, I spoke at detail recently about the likes of that. When it comes to greyhound racing and tracks, there's at least 10 grades. There is a, a, a grade for the slowest dog going around a track, Niall. That's a, a complete myth, and people don't really understand that. I can race a dog in Shelburne Park, and if he goes around in 31 seconds, there's a race for him. I can race a dog in Shelburne Park, and if he goes around in 28 seconds, there's a race for him. There's 10 different grades. And every dog that's born in Ireland, when he goes around the track, there's a grade for him. 
So that's slow. If you're slow, okay. Enough, and what happens? Okay, that's that's grand. And what happens to that dog then when he? Be, I'm, I'm not familiar with the sport as such, but when that dog becomes too old. Uh, right. To race, so in other okay. words, the dog gets to a point where, yeah, you're lucky, can't even put him in the last grade. God love him, uh, he's just a nice little dog, but he's not a good runner anymore. What happens to him then? Right, there's a large percentage of them to be bred and throw future champions. It's surprising that some of the future champions are out of ones that are actually slow. That's one thing about when you're into the breeding, let it be horses or greyhounds, you never know what you what what will throw the good ones. Um, some of them then are retired to homes for the couches. You know, there's a there's a lot of great work, as I said, going on about the. About and, and, I app- and I appreciate the effort that's been put in to rehouse these dogs, but many over of these but, last year, over eighteen hundred last year, Niall, yeah, in but, Ireland were rehomed. Absolutely, but that still doesn't make up for the for the amount of dogs that are abandoned, the amount of dogs that end up in dogs in distress, the amount of dogs that end up in you know homes uh, or some of these shelters, the amount of dogs that are exported. Uh, the amount of dogs that are put down or end up in knackeries. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, still doesn't make up. I mean, I'm not saying you're not trying or you're not doing enough, but you still end up in a situation where dogs end up in a bad situation. Well, the traceability system will identify that for you. We will be able to look at it from A to Z and we will know exactly what you're talking about. I am confident that nowhere near the number that will be quoted within media will be. The, 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 will be the, 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 this 6,000 figure. Nowhere near that figure will be there once the traceability system is up and running 100%. It has started in January 21, and we will have the figure by the end of, of December 2021 what, what this figure is. But it's nowhere near the 6,000 that has been quoted in the media. And as I said, the, there's over 1,800 greyhounds were rehomed last year. What's happening, by the way, at the moment with COVID? With obviously greyhound racing, is is there any greyhound racing happening behind closed doors, or was there any happening behind closed doors? It has absolutely devastated the industry. Mm-hmm. There's no general admissions. There's no tote. There's no bar. There's no restaurant income. There's no income coming in whatsoever from the normal channels. We are fortunate that the greyhounds are able to just go to the track and race behind closed doors. One person, one dog. You race your dog. You take them up to the track, you race your dog, and you go home. There's nobody present. That's just basically to keep, the, to keep the dog fit, I suppose. Isn't it's it? basically for the welfare of the greyhound to keep them ticking over, yes. And, and Niall, it's, we're very fortunate that that is able to continue on the way it is at the moment. And that's one thing we have to applaud the government for. And greyhounds, for people who are not familiar with greyhounds or are not familiar with the breed of dog, you know, some people would suggest and owners would suggest they were born to run that these dogs enjoy what they do. Do you really believe they enjoy that? Or do you believe, as in horse racing, we've seen, you know, this horse debt watch online where so many horses die on a regular basis. How many greyhounds get injured or die on the track? Is it is it common? If you doubt that greyhounds aren't born to run, you should just tune into our greyhounds, our lives. You will see from their very, from, they're able to walk, they start running. So they are born to run and they really do enjoy it. As I said, watch the feature on social media and you will see it for yourselves. As for injuries on track, the statistics came out last year. I think it's less than 0.7 of 1% of all dogs competing get hurt on track. So there is a small percentage and we are trying to reduce that small percentage. But now, if you go to race a car and you, and you, and you race hard, it's hard to avoid accidents. 
And that sometimes can happen in greyhound racing, horse racing. I don't, I don't think it's a good. I don't, I don't. I don't think it's a good analogy because, yeah, firstly, a car is an inanimate object. It's not, you know, a living thing. And the second thing, but when the harder you drive, now the harder you drive, the better chance you have of having an accident. Well, yes, but you're con- as an adult. The same goes for rugby. When people use comparisons when we talk about horse racing or rugby or whatever it is, or a greyhound racing rugby, you know, they're adults. They're human beings. They can make decisions on their own. They can consent to going out in the middle of a rugby field and jumping up and down in scrums and doing whatever they want with a chance of getting injured. That's that's their choice. The argument, I suppose, from the dog lovers is it's not the dog's choice. Somebody else is making the, the choice for the dog. And that's the, so it's a different argument, isn't it? Well, greyhounds have been part of Irish culture well over hundreds of years mm-hmm. and they've been racing well over hundreds of years. So that's all they know what to do now. Okay, well, do, do me a favor. Just stay there for a second, Damien, if you can, because I want to go to Bernie, who was part of the Shelburne campaign. Um, Bernie, how are you doing your own classic hits? Hi, good morning. Uh, Bernie, there's no doubt the industry, like every industry at the moment, is suffering very badly because nobody's making money at the moment. So there's no doubt about that. And funding, uh, everybody's being funded, including, you know, every business is being funded at the moment. But the general funding, leaving COVID aside, uh, the 19.2 million that the state funds, according to Damien, that money comes back in spades. Um, you know, that economists have suggested that, you know, 300 million comes back into the economy in relation to levies on betting, staff paying taxes, et cetera, et cetera. So it is reasonably lucrative in that sense. So what's well, the I issue, Mary? I don't really believe that because <clears throat> going back to, um, I was one of a writer, back when the RTE program was aired, I sort of started protesting there and we're still there every week. Um, we brought, we brought the, the, the people going in, it was brought down about 4%. Your, your line, your line is very bad, Bernie. It's very Sorry, difficult. Yeah, I'm trying to find a good spot here. I no, mean, yeah, it's just it's a bit more fun. I think it's whatever way you're holding better, the phone. Yeah, it's, it's just better? yeah, okay. It's just whatever way you're yeah, holding okay. the phone. Um, we started protesting back in June 19 when that program was aired because I thought it was it was a good idea because so many people had seen it on RTE. So we're still protesting, but that was beside the point. What happened was they got an injunction because we brought down the numbers on the door, so. Hello. Yeah. Brought to court, and somebody in the mix of all this put out fake leaflets and got an injunction on the basis of the fake went hours. Okay, I, hours. I, I I don't want to go into all that. I want I want yeah, to know okay. what your what your main issue, Bernie, is. I mean, Damien has okay, outlined. Well, 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 let me let me just ask the question. I mean, Damien has outlined. Yeah, not everybody's into greyhounding racing. We get it. Some people believe it's cruel. That's fine. The people who are interested in the industry and the people who support it don't believe it's cruel. They believe the dog enjoys it. What is your main issue with greyhound racing? Well, me would be looking after greyhounds in a rescue for about 30 years. So I know the injuries that they came in with, the broken bones, the ears cut off, the stress, the fear. I have seen all that firsthand here at home because I have killed. So this has continued and so, so does the business. And to make it worse, it's state funded. It shouldn't be state funded because it's direct animal abuse. The, the dogs on the track are colliding with each other. They're breaking open hooks, necks, backs. Well, you, well you heard Damien saying that it's a, he said, 0.7 of 1% of animals would be injured on the track. Well, I wouldn't go with that because... Well, well I'm assuming he knows what he's talking about. He, you know, he well, is the chairperson of the Irish... Unless he's, he's not going to lie to me on the radio, is he? Yeah. There's a lot of dogs discarded. Six to, six to 10,000 a year. But, and, and he's already outlined the fact of what they're doing to change what he believes was a, was a problem in a minority. 
Um, and, and, and by the way, I have no doubt that RTE, when they do a documentary, will focus on the minority of problems, right? But he's saying they're addressing that uh, with tagging systems, um, you know, with put, pumping money into helplines and rehoming, that they're, they're making an effort to try to change that. Well, Niall, I can tell you what I know about. I know that the helpline, a lot of, a lot of us tried to rig it and report out and everything else. Uh, the, the, the reports were never answered and nobody answered it, the actual telephone. So the odd one that got through didn't get a reply back or anything else. As regards money, with 20 million a year to play with, they should have been well able to look after the dogs and the rescues in the country are done by ordinary small voluntary rescues around the country who've taken the dogs when they're found. And what, how many dogs have you got? How many, how many greyhounds have you got? Currently? Well, I have four here, yeah. You have four there? But, and and they, were, they were former racing dogs? I for 20-odd years. Yeah, okay. So um, and I know the story. Okay, and, and what sort of injuries would you see in those dogs that you have? Well, they, they, they would be mostly bones, breaking legs. Breaking bones, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because when they collide... They okay, are you against horse racing? Well, as an animal rights activist and a vegan, yes. I'm a oh, oh, you're a vegan as well, okay. Animals, yes. so, so you're against any kind of use of animals whatsoever, apart from well, letting yeah, them wander yeah, around fields? Vegan, yeah, we don't use animals, so... Um, well, well, I suppose, Bernie, I it would be fair to say that... Well, I mean, with the greatest respect, Bernie, I'm not a fan of greyhound racing myself. I've never been to it. I mean, but, I, but that doesn't mean I'm against it, right? Um, the, you have an agenda from the kickoff. You don't abide well, any use of animals. Well, it's not an agenda. Well, it's it is. You're not going to go into McDonald's and get a burger tomorrow, are you? Deserve respect and don't don't deserve to be used just for gambling purposes and making money. But we use we use a lot of things for gambling purposes and making money. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I'm going to have to try and get you a better line uh, because, unfortunately, your line is breaking up really, really badly there. Um, Damien, I mean, you've been listening to what Bernie's saying. What about the animal activists? With the greatest respect to them, uh, they uh, absolutely are appalled by any cruelty to animals. They see this sport, as well as horse racing and many other sports as well, as just cruelty to animals because the animal doesn't consent to it. And even though it may be a minority, Damien, that don't look after the dogs or might go through 100 dogs in a 10-year period and abandon a lot of them because they don't need them anymore, that that just isn't good enough. Now, they're entitled to their opinion, and, and I'm not going to stand on the... I'm going to come on the radio show, your show, and say they're not. They're entitled to their opinion, and I'm not going to put them off their notions. When it comes to some of the things Bernie said about ears cut off and different things, all the dogs... I've heard that before, but I mean, that's not just... All, all the dogs are microchip now. The, the problem that the graphene injury has got, and it was highlighted by Maureen O'Sullivan recently, and Holly Cairns that time I trained the dog, they were standing in front of what they thought was a greyhound, but in fact it wasn't. It was a lurcher. It was a half-breed. But unfortunately, the media portrayed as a greyhound, even though it's not a greyhound. And then it comes back on our community to stand up and defend what isn't even a greyhound. Yeah, but you, Damien, in fairness, you can't defend some of the carry-on that has gone on the, on the industry. I'm not defending that no, at no, all. No, I know. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm, suggesting I'm, you are, I'm, but I'm, I'm just saying, I'm, I mean, I, I know really, people complained about the documentary in RT. I know the BAI received a lot of complaints, particularly from uh, the greyhound uh, industry itself, right? But in saying that, there was some stuff in that that was absolutely disgusting. It was violent. Horrendous. 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 I'm here with dogs 24-7. I do how many, do- how many dogs have you had? I, I, I'm, you're a racer yourself, so how many dogs have you had? We we would have we would have an excess of a hundred dogs now. So 
we know what we're talking about when it comes to the industry. And, but um, how, many, how many years, Damien, are you doing it? How many years would you be doing it? Since all my life, my father was involved before me and his father was involved before that. And how many dogs can you say, or could you estimate how many dogs you've had over the course of the time that you've been interested in greyhound racing? Oh, now, it's definitely into the thousands now. So where, the dogs that you're now not using anymore, can, can you tell me that all those dogs were rehomed, all those dogs went to a good place when you were finished with them and done with them and they weren't of much use anymore or you couldn't breed off them or whatever it is you do with them? Can you honestly put your hand on your heart, Damien, and say that those dogs, some of them weren't just, just executed, put to sleep, whatever? Can you tell me that? Well, I, can assure you, I can assure you this, Nat, that 90, 95% of our dogs are exported to the UK. And the UK, when it comes to the welfare of greyhounds and, the in, and rehoming, are late years in front of Ireland. They were about 15, 20 years in front of Ireland. They have care centres, rehoming centres, outside every track in the UK. They're well in front of us. And I would be confident that of the 95% that we have sold and exported to the UK would have found a great home in a couch with people that are not involved in the industry. And did you, I uh, would be uh, and Damien, in your, you know, in your long career with, with greyhounds, do you remember bringing any of them to a vet and saying, can you put them asleep? Unfortunately, Niall, I have had to do that on several occasions and it was in the interest of the dog because of cancer to the bone or... No, uh, I'm, I'm talking about a healthy dog. I'm talking about no, a healthy dog. No, no, So you're no, telling for, me you have never, you've never exterminated a healthy dog, ever. Fortunately for us now. Thousands of, oh, come on, Damien, just be on, we're all being yeah. honest. And I'm not having a poppet chair, by the way, because I am defending you in some sense. But no, are you telling no. me out of thousands of dogs, uh, most of which become useless after a while because you can't run them anymore, right? They get a bit older and they're only fit for the couch. Are you telling me that out of healthy dogs, older dogs, that you've never put a dog down that has been healthy? That is correct. Jamie, That's what I'm telling you. Jamie, you know, I, I'm playing ball with you here. Our, but record, I, our record, our record, Niall, you can check into the records and check our record. We are one of the top breeding establishments in Ireland. Mm-hmm. And fortunately for us, our dogs are well sought after throughout I mean, I, I do accept your financial and, argument. And America. And, I, and America. I, I, our our I, breed is well sought after. And we have been in a fortunate position. So you've asked me the question directly, and I have answered it directly for you. Unfortunately, for health reasons, the vet has encouraged me to put dogs to sleep because of the ailment that they had. Have you, ever, ta- have you ever taken no a dog? Healthy you've dog. never taken a dog to an acre? Definitely not. Okay. And do you know people who have done that in the industry? De- I don't personally. What happened in RT Investigates opened my eyes to part of the industry that I wasn't aware of now. And it was shocking. And we, as an industry, have addressed all them issues that were brought up. And with the traceability, with the care homes, with the 24-hour care line, with the Retired Greyhound Trust, we are addressing them one by one. And this industry is in a far better place today than it was 18 months ago when that programme came out. Somebody says, hi, Niall. As a person who's into real sports and against animal cruelty, just put it this way, without alcohol and gambling, the racing shite uh, would be finished. That comes in from Radar and Trim. 
And well, I have no doubt about that, but you could say that about many sports, by the way. Football wouldn't be much use without alcohol, I suppose, and betting as well, so to be honest with you. They survive a lot on that, and television rights as well. And, and I will go along with you the argument. I mean, 19, in the big scheme of things, particularly at the moment, 19.2 million is not a lot of money. Uh, and Richie points out, by the way, in relation to the money, for example, the 5.9 billion that we spend on the NGO industry in this country, with most of which is fairly useless. So I'm not going to argue about the 19.2 million, but it's just whether we believe it's an ethical sport and whether it would survive without the money. And Damien, it wouldn't survive without the money, would it? The industry, the, industry, the, the government supplement uh, state funding does aid the, the, the industry without a shadow of a doubt. But as I said at the outset... Would, it, would, would know, it survive, just finally, would it survive without the 19.2 million? At the moment, no. Okay, when, well, obviously not at the moment with COVID. But leaving COVID aside, forget about COVID for the moment, would it have, would it have survived without that money? It... Um, I'm probably not in a position to answer that one, Niall. But I'm, okay. I'm only giving you, you know, my, no, okay, my okay, best fair enough, fair enough. Okay, fair enough. Listen, Damien, thank you very much indeed, and I appreciate you coming on the air. Damien Matches, thank the chairperson you. of the Irish Greyhound Owners and Breeders Federation. If you want to come on and have a go, or if you want to go on and agree with Damien, you're quite welcome. The number's 087-188-0008. And I suppose the question we're asking is, should the state be funding greyhound racing? Some of the texts coming in, Niall, absolutely could not support greyhound racing in any shape or form, no more than I would support horse racing either. But I do believe horse racing is obviously more acceptable in this country for some odd reason. I think we should ban the lot, unless an animal can consent, they shouldn't be used in sport no more than they should be used in circuses or anything else. Well, we've already established the circus situation. There's no animals used in circuses anymore. Not in this country, anyway. Um, the councils have banned them everywhere now. Uh, exotic animals, anyway. Martina, you're on Classic Hits. Aiden, Martina. Good afternoon, Lionel. How are you? Good. Martina, I mean, 19.2 million. I, I asked them straight out, would the support su- survive without it? Possibly badly, but it may survive without it. I mean, it depends, I suppose, if they can create an interest in marketing. But you believe it's inherently cruel anyway? I come from a different point of view with it. Um, just to go on a few of the topics that have come up before me. Um, in relation to the 6,000 dogs that the IGB at the time they were known as um, said is killed every year, that's an incorrect number. Firstly, you have the fact that any greyhound under the age of three months can be killed and it's not in the staff. So that's so if yeah. they're under so let me clarify if they're under three months and they figure the animal is useless because maybe the animal has some sort of problem yeah. or something like that and they decide to put the animal asleep that's not recorded exactly okay exactly. I wasn't aware of that okay okay then you have the dogs that go to England and um, Cage who are over in England and they look after greyhounds they say that on average that they know about at least a thousand Irish dogs that go over there are also killed over there. Well, according according to Damien, 95% of the dogs that go over there are couched. But, but no, no, they're not. So you don't agree with and that figure, okay? If you want to get into the whole export of it, over in the... We have dogs going to Pakistan, China, Spain, all different countries. Now, some of them that go to um, the likes of China, uh, sorry, China, they are actually used for eating. So a dog, oh, as we know over there, they do eat dogs. But greyhounds are like a sushi because they've so little fat. So greyhounds are boiled alive. I wasn't, I wasn't aware of that. Okay. Barbecued. And they, I mean, we could send you videos and all. Oh, no, no. I, I, and by the way, there. can I say something just very briefly yeah. in relation to the, I, I know they have the dog festivals yeah. in Korea and places like that as well, yeah. you know, in a, places in Asia where they eat dogs, right? Yeah. And we're horrified by that. Absolutely yeah. horrified. Because Absolutely. we have been socially conditioned to think that dogs are domestic pets and so are cats, etc., yeah. etc. Et 
But you have yeah. to understand different countries have different cultures. For example, in India, they're horrified of the fact that we'll eat a cow. So, yeah. so we have to look at that from a different point of view. Now, don't get me wrong, I am concerned about the dogs being sent there in the first place and used for that purpose. And that's exactly okay. where I come from. Okay. From with it. Now, the other thing is, at the moment, so we have dogs going out of the country. The racing that's going on at the moment is all behind doors down Shelburne Stadium. That's now, right. Now, I attend the protest down there every single Sunday for the last, oh, sorry. Every I, yeah, I did. By the way, can I just point you out, I wanted years. to talk to Bernie more before the break, but unfortunately her line was, her line was too yeah. bad and I couldn't really hear her. So you can well, say what she wants to say, I suppose. Well, we are standing there and there's only a small number of us now because of the whole 5K. What people don't realise is we are on lockdown. We are not allowed to see people in hospitals, family members or whatever. And yet our government, the Irish government, has made greyhound trainers and handlers exempt from this rule. So we stand there, the small number of us, and we see fans going in from all over the country to race those dogs. Well, they're going in, it's it's one person, one dog. Yeah, that's the rule. they're all meeting in there. Yeah, but t- but you would equally argue, I mean, Martina, I'm not defending them, right? Yeah. Because I'm not a fan of the sport myself, right? But yeah. you could equally argue if they didn't run the dogs, it would equally be as cruel because the dogs enjoy the running. So, because that's the way they've been bred and trained, right? So you could yeah. argue that, like, for example, the dog can't, the dog can't just go out the door, open the hall door and walk out and go for a 5k run like you can tomorrow yeah. if you want to. Absolutely. So the dog has to be brought somewhere to do it. So that's yeah. where they bring them to the track because that's what they're used to. So my, I don't, I don't really disagree with that. Going to Shelburne, my problem is with people being able to travel within Ireland from one end of the country to the other. To a but, track. Exactly. Mm, well, the rest of us are not allowed to travel outside of 5 I, I, I think we're... Okay, well, I think in relation to that argument, we're kind of mm. clutching a little bit at straws. Let's get back to the actual okay. racing and the, the principle behind the racing. Okay. And, and I agree with you in the sense, I don't agree with greyhound racing, I don't agree with yeah. horse racing, but in saying that, I want to give, obviously, Damien a fair run at, at defending it. Uh, okay. And there are people, you have to agree, Martina, there's people yeah. around this country who are very passionate about their greyhounds, and I've spoken to a few of them. They love their dogs, and they treat them better than their own kids. Actually, do you, we'll, we'll stay there. Let me just bring Claire in as well. Claire, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Claire? How are you doing, Niall? Good. You're pro-funding, so you, you agree with the 19.2 million, or you agree with the state funding and, and keeping the, the sport alive, essentially? Oh, I, I would. I would support it, and I, I'm, I'm delighted that the government um, would support um, greyhound racing because so much good comes from greyhound racing. Okay. You know, my family, my, I grew up in a family, there were six of us, and my dad was, uh, that was all he did, that was his sole source of income. So six of us went to school and it paid for us to go to school and go to college and educated us, put clothes on our back, you know. That's, okay, he must have had good greyhounds, so. <laughs> well, people would tell you, he, he never had, he, 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 he always where, where did he make the money? Did he make the money from winning or from breeding or where was he making the money? A combination of everything. Okay. Yeah, he would have made a combination of everything. He would have always had to sell. It was only in later years actually as he, as he got older that he was able to keep dogs for himself because as soon as he had a good one he would have to sell because, you, want to make a few you quid. know, that was, his, that, was, that was his only income, yeah. Okay. And there's a lot of families and they make money, they rear Pups. Did you did you, you watch know. the RT documentary last year? I did, Niall. And, 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 and what did you think of it? I was absolutely gored, same as all other people that watched it, that this was what people could think, because this isn't anything that I've seen or known about. This yeah, but you, can't deny, you, can't, you couldn't deny it was going on. Oh, listen to me, Niall. 
what I, I thought it was one side. They didn't present any. No, of I'm not going. To, I'm not going to disagree with that. I know the and, BAI and, got complaints about that, but you still, uh, no matter what you thought of the program, and I, I'm not going to disagree. It was very one sided. But what I will say is. We, we got a bit of an insight into what was going on in some sense. Some of it grossly exaggerated, many of it factually correct. And, and you know, we did see dogs who were being exterminated unnecessarily. Niall, I, uh, can I just say one thing? That welfare is evolving all of the time. I, I, I love animals. I remember, I have my memory in school. I have a memory of walking home from school and I was only in primary school and the um, dog warden at the time and the local sergeant waited until I went past with my friend and they shot a dog in the street. There was a little stray dog. And that was the welfare at the time in Ireland. Mm, that's right, yeah. Do y- you understand? I know, I only talked and about it the other day. Every dog was wandering I, well, around I'm, the street. I'm yeah. in the way my age now. I'm, in, I'm into my 50s. Yeah, but, but, and, yeah, but they you, were taken into the pounds and they were electrocuted and everything. We've completely moved on from well, that. You might say there's we've moved on, but to defend Martina's argument, there are many dogs every year that are useless. Uh, they're not good for racing anymore. Maybe they've broke a leg. Maybe they just ne- they weren't got that good in the first place. Or, as Martina points out, before three months old, you know they're not going to be good because there's something wrong with them. And they're can exterminated. I just, can I just answer that, please? Yeah. When, when you go to meet um, uh, a dog and female greyhound, mating has to be notified within 14 days or there's a penalty. And then you get litter inspectors. They come out to see the litter. At 12 weeks, every pup is tattooed and they're microchipped. They take down all their individual markings. Even so are you, okay, so are you deni- I don't have a huge amount of time. Are you denying what Martina said, that dogs under three months are not recorded if they're put down? I'm skimming on the end of that now, and she said that there's greyhounds going to China every day and they're eating them. I now, never said every day. No, she didn't excuse say me, that, I fairness. never said You're every day. Well, slightly. Well, she said they are being sent to China. And Claire, can I just tell not you, we day. have proof of dogs that are still down and standing in Ireland, but are over in Pakistan. So just point out, can I also point out something else just in relation to what can Claire I was Well, I, I tell you what, you can point it out to her after the break. Please save me, Claire. Save me as well, Martina. I'm a, going a bit behind time here, so I have to go to a break. So you can point it out to her straight after the break, all right? All right, let me get back to the Greyhounds again. Martina, you wanted to say something to Claire there before the break. Go yeah, ahead. just in, in relation to it, Claire said that there's only a very small number of Greyhound people that are actually cruel to their dogs. We don't deny that at all. But... We were at a protest outside Shelbourne Stadium going back over a year ago and some trainers came out and pointed out this fact. And I give Claire the same answer as I gave them. If you know who's capable of this, if you know who's doing it, they should be giving them up. As simple as that. Hang on, I'll let you respond, Claire. I will let you respond. Go ahead, Claire. Go ahead, Martina. They should shut those people. Because if they know what's going on, they're as guilty as anybody else if they're allowing this to go on. Okay, fair the point. The second okay. thing is, just in we're, we're relation very to the knackery, yeah, in relation to knackery, Claire, and you know your dogs, so you will know that a greyhound was brought into the knackery, it's killed with a bolt gun. Now, because of the shape of a greyhound head... I don't know anybody that ever well, killed a greyhound listen, for a knackery. Well, we no, all I, do, I, because I we've seen I, the videos. Okay, well, 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 let, well, hang on, let, Martina, just let her respond to the point that you're making. And it's a good point. Claire, you know, a lot of people in the industry keep telling me, oh, well, I wasn't aware that was going on. I no, find that difficult I to believe, say, Claire. Can I, can I just say that the IGB opened, anybody who does know anything should report. And if I knew anything, if I had any suspicions about anybody, any welfare issue, I would report. There's a 24-hour care line and it was opened. And I said to myself, 
like yourself, I was horrified after that show when I saw it. And I said, oh my goodness, the IGB are after opening a 24-hour care line. It's going to be swamped. There's going to be thousands of people ringing in if this is going on. Now, I'm completely unaware of it. Niall, they got 200 calls and there wasn't one single welfare issue that came out of that programme after the RTE. But that makes it sound like they're all saints when they're clearly not. Uh, There there was reports, but they were investigated, but there wasn't a significant... So where are the dogs? You know, I mean, Claire, Claire, you know, I mean, we listened to Damien there. Damien said he's gone through thousands of dogs in his career. And I know other greyhound racers have been on to us and they've been through hundreds of dogs in their career. And, you know, and the dog is good for a while. He races for a while and and then all of a sudden he's useless. Can I answer that as well? So where where do they all go? First of all, there's a big, huge myth about that all slow dogs are got rid of. There's 12 grades. No, I know. I, I know. I got that from Damien. I don't need that explained again. I understand that. But but there is a point when they just get too old to be even on the slowest grade, right? And, and, so so and, where do they all in go? 2020, in 2020, 1,700, more than 1,700 of them were rehomed to Irish Greyhound Retired Trust. Okay, and where's the rest of them go then? 1,700 went and got rehomed and sitting on a sofa somewhere. Six That's and great. A half, six and a half thousand of them are, are usually every year are exported to the UK. And in in the UK, every dog is accounted for. Now, in Ireland, the traceability system has been re- rolled out as a strategic but plan. It, but does it, does, does it even sound right to you, Claire, that, you know, you're raising an animal to use it for a certain period of time until it, ex- you know, it extends past the point of usefulness? And then she will just... I then she will the word just, use now. I, well, I, well I, then we just really, get rid of it, sure. You know what I mean? No, that's absolutely... That is absolutely not But the But that's the way people think because people think of their dogs as their pets. They think because that's what... The, the narrative is by the antis and they're me- I, I could send you on some terrible things that have been said online to us and oh, and to I'm, and I have seen some of the anti-dog racing things and some of the stuff that's been said and some of the the, the bad behaviour on both sides by, by, by the way to be fair but stay there for a second let me just go to Paddy as well Paddy you're on Classic Kids how you doing Paddy you breed greyhounds yeah hi Neil how are you You've listened to Martine there and Bernie before the break as well, who are obviously objecting to your sport as a rule, not just to the funding of it, by the way. Well, where I have a major problem with it is I actually sold the dog there about a year and a half ago. I sold him to a gentleman in Northern Ireland. And I actually, what happened was I put my paperwork into the ICC in Clonmel with the new owner uh, to be re-registered. Okay, so was he a good dog, dog or was he just useless? He was, yeah. He was, yeah. Okay. He was actually a very good dog. Okay. But this dog in question ended up in China. But these, he's at stud in China. But these people never, who I sold to dog to, never took my name off the registered card. So your dog ended up in China and you knew nothing about it? I knew nothing And how did you find out he was in China? I got two people that called to my door and started shouting and roaring abuse at me. Saying, here's your dog, it's in China, actually, how dare yeah, I you? Didn't, I actually didn't know what it was at the time. No, disappeared on... Well, there, well, there's a problem with administration immediately then, isn't there? Totally. Because, because according to Damien, when the dogs go over to England, and, and Claire mentioned as well, that the dogs, they're, they're registered and we know where every dog is and there's traceability. But your dog went to Northern Ireland and then ended up in China. And that happens regularly. No. Okay. Uh, uh, well, I, 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 I don't. I don't want to blame Paddy for that. One thing, please. Yeah. Can I just say one thing. Yeah. Can I actually the, speak the dog going to China. Yeah. Well, let, let Paddy just finish what he's saying. Go ahead, Paddy. No, the abuse that I've received. They publish my details online. This Candy Cage UK, Cork Welfare Greyhounds produced my home address. Oh my no, that's number, okay. That's not my acceptable. My mobile number. I have a mother of 80 years of age who's living with me. The abuse that lady took on the phone calls 
from people abusing us for sending a dog to China that we know nothing about. Okay, well, that's well, now, there's, it, there's a problem with communication in relation to registration. But Martina, <laughs> the behaviour, and, and I'm going to say on both sides because I want to be fair today. But I've seen it's some of the be- on both sides, yeah, yeah. I, and I've seen, but I've seen the behaviour of people who are against the sport too. And you know, Paddy has just said they published his name, address, and phone number on these anti-dog websites. That's despicable. It absolutely is. And from my point of view, can I just point out? I work with homeless families, and I work with a lot of children, obviously. Now, the pro racers actually put up my photograph, my name, my address, where I worked at, and accused me of being a groomer. Right, well, we all need, so to, we, well, we all need to start behaving like adults. Now, exactly. Sorry, Claire, you want to say exactly. something very quick before we get to the break? I have 10, 15 seconds. Yeah, I just need to say that no Irish greyhound or UK greyhound has ever been found in a meat truck in China, and that's a fact. Never. They have never been found in the meat truck. Where, well, what about Paddy's you dog? very wrong. What about, what about Paddy has just admitted his own dog ended up in China? He knew nothing about it. Was he in the meat trade? Ask him. Ask he, him no, he, he's actually he's actually standing at stud in Australia. Uh, oh, he's China. in stud. Oh, okay, all right. Okay. Yeah, China is a massive country. I don't know how many billion there are there, and mm. there's only one small part of China that eats um, dogs. I know, I know where the dog festival is, and, and it's know, mainly yeah. Korea actually that they eat the dogs, and not so much in China to be honest with you. But I know they do eat dogs in China too uh, at a certain time of the year as a festival, isn't there? And thank you very much to Martina, Claire, and Paddy as well. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.